0: This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in everyone to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics, by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. This is perhaps one of the most popular books in the Catholic Church today. And after reading it, I see why. Forming Intentional Disciples by Sherry Waddell. It has helped thousands understand the changing dynamics of our culture and how we are to approach evangelization as followers of Christ. But if you thought Sherry was done after one book you were wrong. Now she has another fruitful discipleship, living the mission of Jesus in the church and the world. And I got the opportunity to speak with Sherry all about it. Here's my conversation with Sherry Waddell. Hello, Sherry. Hello, John. I've been telling my listeners just how difficult it is to get you on, because when you work on something, you put your whole self into this. You kind of shut everything down, don't you? You go into writing mode. Well,
1: yeah, I had to write a book in three months, and that's very, very difficult
0: look <laughs> right. to do that. Well, I love how much passion, energy you put into this. I, I want to just talk about, first and foremost, your first book, Forming Intentional Disciples. We'll get to your second one. But you're, I mean, you're responsible, I would say, for the kind of the, I don't want to say buzzword of discipleship that's happening today, but I'll say buzzword of discipleship that's happening today. I mean, because of that book, that was that groundbreaking. Did you think that would happen?
1: No, it actually came out five years ago this week. Wow. And I uh, know, I figured it would just go, you know, out into the ether. Sure. Uh, because we'd been trying to convey this, you know, live and all kinds of presentations and everything for years, training, seminars, and stuff. And people just mostly didn't know what we were talking about. That's mm. how basically 15 years of failing to communicate what I was trying to communicate, ta- you know informed the writing of the book, which happened very uh, suddenly, basically. I bought it in seven hours, and it was, it was just one of these freakish things that never happens in publishing. Oh, so I had to turn my whole life around on a diamond and write, all, just try and put down what we'd learned in 15 years of a lot of failure. Um, and uh, so that's where that came from. And so but no one could be more astonished than me or my publisher yeah, well, <laughs> or my editor. I mean, this um, is one of the most popular books,
0: books. One of the most popular books I can remember uh, in a long time, and certainly in the last five years. I and not just popular for for Catholic folks in the pews, but popular for evangelists as well, people that are working in the churches, because this is what we want to cultivate, right?
1: Well, b- well, bishops, yeah. I mean, bishops gave it to all their clergy, mm-hmm. pastors gave it to all their staff, and you know. But the main thing is they were reading it together and kind of wrestling through it together. Um, yeah, so it's. And what was really exciting, I just got back from the Convocation for Catholic Leaders right. last night. And uh, and now, five years ago, this the language was hardly ever used. Now it was discipleship, discipleship, That's missionary it. discipleship everywhere. Yep. And everybody's grappling with what does that mean, you know, practically on the ground. But...
0: You're responsible for that, I mean, in a lot of ways you've brought that back that concentration that look, we have to be disciples, and we have to cultivate we have to cultivate discipleship within the church today that's not just for those guys and gals that were you know uh you know fifty sixty seventy years ago, or fifteen hundred years ago that's that's for you and me, we are called to be disciples of Jesus well,
1: yeah, well, because the culture had changed so much mm. and I think. You know I mean we've been through the sex scandals and we've been through you know we're closing parishes and schools, and everybody's aware that the young adults are leaving and the culture has changed so much in the last fifty or sixty years that maintenance you know business as usual, and that's what people kept saying at the convocation there's no room for business as usual mm. um, we're going to have to we're going to have to go out and you know find our missing people and build relationships with them, and especially we're going to have to drop the name. Um, One of my friends used to say, it used to be like, Jesus was he who must not be named. He was like Voldemort in a Harry Potter film, kind of. Catholics just didn't do it out of reverence often. But the problem is, if you stop, whatever you stop talking about long enough, people forget the person you're stopping talking about, even if you're doing it out of reverence. Hmm. And so they're basically for many, many of our people. They're spiritually at the very earliest stages, and we're in many ways starting from scratch. They're culturally Catholic. They may even show up. They may. Some of them are even active in the pews. I mean, the turning point for me was a interview I did, a, a guest interview about 14 years ago now. Uh, that uh, a leader in her diocese, and I wasn't getting anywhere. I couldn't hear. I was looking for stories of her being used by God, and we weren't getting anywhere, and so finally, in desperation, I asked her, you know, it just helped me to know where to look for evidence of gifts in your life. If you would just briefly describe to me your lived relationship with God. Hmm. Now, i it wasn't a trick question. I wasn't laying traps. I just knew. If she told me, well, you know, like, five years ago, I had this conversion or this spiritual awakening or some turning point, then I'd know to look for the last five years. Sure. I knew where it was. But she just turned to me and she goes, well, I don't have a relationship with God. And I just said, no way. (laughs) Absolutely impossible. You would not be doing all these things in your diocese if you, you know, and so I, but I spent an hour trying to find what I was certain had to be there. And at the end of the hour, I realized she'd been telling me the truth in the first place. Mm. Now, since the book has come out, I've had these conversations with bishops seminary faculty priests religious lay leaders at all levels who say you know before I was ordained before I was in when I was installed as a bishop when I was and beginning ministry I wasn't a disciple yet wow. I am now you know and then they tell you the story which is always wonderful Isn't that um, amazing? but it, it we didn't talk about it mm-hmm. and people You know, we're not geniuses. Most of us don't think about things nobody ever talks about. So that's why the convocation is so exciting, because everyone was... We were talking personal relationship with Jesus Christ, following Him as a disciple, and then He sending you, which is what a missionary disciple is. It's a second stage. You know, you, you can't be sent by Jesus if you're not following Him. Right. And so... Yeah, so, and this, but this was being done by bishops and, you know, pastors and leaders of the church at all levels. And that was the common conversation. That is honestly an extraordinary change that I never thought. To be honest i never thought i'd live to see it she, she,
0: um, i want to ask you this sherry waddell's my guest by the way she's got a new book out fruitful discipleship living the mission of jesus in the church and the world we, we talk a lot about it what is it right from the mouth of sherry waddell
1: what is a disciple a disciple is someone who is consciously the reason i called it intentional mm-hmm. was you don't do this in your sleep yep. okay um you are deliberately attempting to follow Jesus Christ as his as his disciple in the midst of his church, so someone who is learning from him, someone who wants to walk with him, someone who is the St. Paul calls it the obedience of faith. Mm. Not only do I believe he existed, but I've encountered him, and now I'm going to walk with him, and he's teaching me how to live this life of discipleship. and so i'm I'm learning from him. And I'm a, walking in obedience with him as a disciple would with his, with his mentor. With mm-hmm. his and Only he's more than a mentor. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. And um, for a lot of Catholics, that just wasn't there on their horizons. What they were, and I can't tell you how many people have told me this mm-hmm. over the years, they say, you know, I thought, honestly, being a Catholic was all about rules. I didn't know it was about a relationship yeah. until recently. Um, because we didn't talk about that part of it. And so a lot of lay Catholics, regular folks in the pews, got the sense that it's just about obeying rules. The Church tells you what the rules are, and you stay in good in God's... You know, you're good with God if you obey the rules, at least the big ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, And if you don't, you go to confession. But it was pretty much at that level, and we weren't... There was a culture of silence all about this, living relationship, this lifelong walk with him that changes you. I mean and and it's that it's that long term encounter with Jesus. That's where where vocation emerges from. That's where the charisms or these gifts that we've all been given um by God for the sake of others, that's when they start to emerge in your life. When you are seeking to know what do you want me to do, Lord? Mm. How can I walk? How can I follow you? How can I obey you? How can I be your disciple? And it's a, it's a lifelong journey. I mean, we grow in this. It's a maturation process, and you have to grow. You have to be a disciple first, and then be growing as one before Jesus can send you yeah. on His behalf. You're on fire, and yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, you yeah. can just
0: I, I can sense it. You're just you're you're on fire, and you're you're doing. I tell a lot of people they're doing good work for the church. I think most people are. I really do. And and uh, but but the work you're doing, Sherry, is just kind of on a different level. And, and I really appreciate that you've helped people like me as a radio host, uh, you know, and many others in parishes. You're giving them the tools to be able to go out and really what to look for. And you know what the beautiful part is, Sherry, is you're not coming up with anything new. You're just going right to no, the, right back to the scriptures. Absolutely right to the
1: not. I mean, this is the gospel since the beginning. This has been the church's it's not protestant sometimes people say well that's protestant yeah, yeah. i think a lot of a lot of catholics in the pews felt it was because they were the only people who heard they heard this language from yep. but it's the church's language they got it from us in the first place hmm. i mean we're four times older remember <laughs> yep. they got the bible from us etc so you know but they ran with it and we sometimes in reaction because we felt sort of you know threatened um, there were conflicts in the past, historical conflicts, sure. and so we kind of said, "Well, Catholics don't use that language. Mm-hmm. That's not us." You know, we do. Um, but what happens then is you g- you give people an institutional faith, not a personal faith. Yeah. Lots of our people had institutional faith, and that means that I'll just I'll just hang around the parish, and I'll show up at mass, and Father does. Then delivers the goods, if right, you will, Right. and I'm good, I'm done. Mm-hmm.
0: Kind you know? of a passive sit back and let it be done passive, to me sort of thing. Let it be
1: than, done to me. Yeah. I don't need to, I showed up. I mean, what more could they ask, yep. right? Yep. Um, instead, the church says, um, there's a term that they use, it, it's disposition, but all it means is it's spiritual hunger and openness to change, a desire you're you're hungry for the power of the holy spirit you're hungry for grace because you want you want to be as open as you can you want to receive as much as you can like teresa lauze who said i want it all yep. you know i want it all and she was hungry and she wanted everything god had to give her because she wanted to cooperate with it
0: That's the she name wanted of the game. to
1: say yes yep And it's that, yes, that personal act of faith, that's the term the Church uses, um, that changes everything. And that means that then the graces in the Mass and the sacraments that you and I have received, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, just explodes in our lives. And that's when we really start to see miracles happen. That's when we start to see lives change our own lives. That's when we start to see the hand of God using us.
0: That's it. Hey, oh, i got God's 20 seconds left. It. I want to point people to your book right now, friends. Get it? Is it? It's on bookshelves, right?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, Fruitful. There's two books, Forming Intentional Disciples, and then the second one that just came out last week, it's Fruitful Discipleship, Living the Mission of Jesus in the Church and the World. That's it. Contact us at Catherine at Siena Institute, www.siena.org.
0: You're the best, Sherry. I can't thank you enough for coming on. I want to have another conversation.
1: Okay, thank you, John. God
0: bless you. Sherry Waddell, everyone. So there you have it, friends. The work Sherry is doing, and I mean this, is having a rippling effect on thousands of parishes throughout the world. I know I'm inspired. I hope you were, too. Thanks again to Sherry Waddell, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, reminding them to take part in the show. Visit yourcatholiclifepodcast.com. For more. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I'm John Leonetti. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.